Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, your podcast platform proudly brings to you Mid-Peasants, the best podcast in the world, with your hosts, the Fluff Brendan and the Star Catherine, the Mid-Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at the Mid-Podcast and on YouTube at the Mid-Podcast 6436. Make sure you add those numbers. And if you want to support the show, you can do so by becoming a Patreon member. Go to patreon.com forward slash the mid podcast and select a tier that fits you where you have access to our random shit episodes. You can also cash app the show, dollar sign the mid podcast, or you can go to the midpodcast.com and get you some mid podcast merchandise. We've added some new items like our Nana story. And what the hell, mom, items. So go check that out. Every little amount helps us continue the show and allows us to go to cool events like WrestleCade. Now, it's time to entertain our mid-peasants with some... Hello, people. We're back. Talking about wrestling, as always. Since it's the only thing to talk about. And what wrestling are we talking about, Mother? World End. Which was the AEW pay-per-view on Saturday. And, well. Lot of controversy surrounding it earlier in the day. Turns out, which we'll talk about on our um, news, our wrestling news podcast that we're going to drop tomorrow. Turns out, Nick Houseman is an idiot. Yeah, we can talk about that tomorrow since we won't be doing our regular Dynamite review since Dynamite kind of goes into World's End. So we'll get back on schedule with tomorrow night's Dynamite re- reviewing it next Wednesday. <sighs> Which will be at Collision Live this weekend. Anyways, we had a fun day yesterday. Went through a range of emotions during a football game. I have no idea what you're talking about. I did not watch no football yesterday. Yes, you did. Because our Michigan Wolverines took on the cousin fuckers down in Alabama. Roll Tide Roll. And uh, Michigan won the Rose Bowl, which is my favorite bowl game of the year. I love the Rose Bowl. And Michigan won it in overtime against Bama. And now Monday, we get to go play Washington for a national title. So... I'm in a good mood. I am too. Hail to the victors. I'm in a good mood when it comes to college football. Fuck the NFL. I'm boycotting. Oh, yeah. I'm boycotting the NFL. Fuck Brad Allen. He's a dipshit. He fucked your Lions, and now he's going to fuck your Ravens. If he fucks both of my teams back-to-back weeks. I might have to find his address and send him a well a well worded letter. That may have a couple of fuck yous. You suck. Fix your eyeballs. Go ref in the Yugoslavian football league. But anyways, that's enough football talk. Guess it's time to get in the world soon. Yeah, so sit your ass up and get on camera properly. I am on camera. No, you're not. You need to sit straight. Eh, it's fine. You keep, you keep going in and out. Eh, you get to see my beautiful background, so. Mm, so your overall thoughts without going into detail of the pay-per-view? It was all right. I mean, compared to past AEW pay-per-views. 
it wasn't up to standard, but don't know if that was the stuff that Houseman said earlier in the day that kind of tainted the day and overshadowed the pay-per-view a little bit. If that makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, I enjoyed it. I think it was probably one of the worst AEW pay-per-views. If you put it to, like, AEW pay-per-view standards. But I'm kind of like you. I don't know if it was, like, the lingering effects of what what was allegedly being said that had something to do with it. Or if everybody was just like, it's the end of the year, we're tired, fuck it, we're just going to go out there and go through the motions. Mm-hmm. I was like, I legitimately do not have a match of the night for this pay-per-view. Uh, and you also had, like, in the Swerve match, which was supposed to be Swerve and Keith Lee, Keith Lee pulled at the last mo- minute because of injuries that he's had for, like, ever. And you replace him with, I mean, somebody else. Which I'm not saying that person's a bad, bad person in wrestling. But we were expecting, like, a Swerve Keith Lee, and it would get a Swerve Dustin Rhodes, and it just doesn't have the same up to it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, that's just my general thoughts on the pay-per-view at first. Anything else you want to say before we go match by match? No, not really. So, we start off with our Zero Hour, which had three matches on it. Mm-hmm. And we start off with Chris Statlander versus Willow Willow. Everybody loves the Willow. What you do now? I hear the cops coming. I ain't do shit. You always do shit, dude. Nope. So we get a headlock by Statlander. I will say that uh, Statlander did look pretty good in the ring during this match. Willow sends Statlander out onto the floor. Then we get a high elbow and a two count. Uh, Willow misses with a high boot. Um, Probably the best thing about this match was all the dabs on commentary between each other. Willow had a nice hip check. Then she went into a suplex and her and Statlander began trading suplexes. Willow does a nice cradle for a two count. I will say I love the Willow pounce, though. Yeah. And then we see Willow go for a bomb on the apron. Statlander tries to go for Saturday Night Fever, and Willow reverses. That goes for the 450 misses as Willow rolled out of the way. Willow hits her bomb and gets the win. If I had to choose the match of the night, it's probably this. Mm, Oh no, there was a lot of... I don't want to use the word botches, but there was a lot of mistakes in this match that... Did we watch the same match or is this just your hate for Statlander? Well, I'm thinking it was on both sides. Willow missed some spots. Stat missed some spots. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm being an equal opportunist botch police. No, you're not. I was happy Willow got the win. Yeah. Although I personally really didn't care who got the win. 
I was expecting Statlander to do a heel turn and become mean. It's a slow burn. Yeah, I'm kind of seeing that. Anything else you want to say on this match? No. Next, we get a video package <coughs> from Serena Deeb. So I am guessing that she's coming back. So that video package was freaking awesome. Your thoughts on that? Um, it was all right. So next we have a 20-man battle royal with um, the winner getting a future shot at the TNT title anytime, anywhere. This is pretty much a chaos match. You have fighting outside the ring, fighting inside the ring. Um, all the competitors try to take out the two biggest competitors, which was Murderbird and Killswitch. And we get Action Andretti doing his little hydration gimmick in the middle of the ring. Then we end up with our last two competitors, which was Trent Beretta and Killswitch. Um, I kind of knew when Killswitch was the last one in the ring what was going to happen, because this was kind of like a WWE thing where they played their hand. Mm -hmm. So they both get on the apron, and Killswitch gets the win. Yeah. I mean, you kind of figured he was going to win. But, yeah. It is what it is. And then our final match for Zero Hour is Hook versus Wheeler Yuta for the FTW Championship, which everybody is bitching on while they're defending a non-sanctioned championship. Um, I thought the match could be a little more violent than what it was. Eh. Given more time, it probably would have been. So Yuta tries for an early jump on Hook. Then Hook begins to take it to Yuta as the crowd begins to chant Yuta sucks. Um, then Yuta goes for a ride by Hook. They begin fighting up on the ramp. Then Yuta takes a trash can lid to Hook. We get a nice clothesline by Hook on Yuta. Hook gets a two count as Yuta kicks out. Hook sends Yuta into a trash can after a high cradle suplex and only gets a two count. Then Yuta hits the DDT onto a stop sign for a two count. And then finally Yuta taps out to Hook who uses his finisher, which is the Red Rum. Um. It was a solid match. It was okay. Uh. Wasn't nothing too fancy. But, haha, you'd have lost. Hey, be nice to Yuta. We like Yuta. I just say that because you like him. But no, Yuta is a cool guy. We met him before. Anywho. So your thoughts overall on the Zero Hour? I thought it was decent. It was okay. And we start off our main... Um, our main show with an all-star eight-man tag. So on one side, we have Brody King, Jay Lethal, Roosh, and Jay White versus Daniel Garcia, Claudio Castanoli, Brian Danielson, and Mark Briscoe. I mean, you're right. It's pretty much an all-star of who's who in wrestling, mm -hmm. minus Daniel Garcia. He's up and coming. Yeah. So Claudio and Roosh 
start off by exchanging chops. I don't think I would want chops from either one of those. Roosh sends Claudio over the top rope. Mark Briscoe gets in the ring with Jay Lethal. We see Lethal with an arm takeover. Then they begin exchanging chops. Lethal makes a tag to Jay White. Then Briscoe makes a tag to Brian Danielson. Danielson with a label lock. Jay White makes it to the rope. Then we see Jay with uh, Jay White with a side headlock. Then Danielson begins to alternate chops and kicks to Jay White. Garcia makes a blind tag. And then Jay White tags in Big Brody King. Garcia starts to unload on Brody. And then Brody just slams Garcia. And then Brody King walks up to Daddy Magic Mike Menard, who was on commentary, and says, you ain't going to do shit, you bitch. Yowzas. And then we get Roosh and Garcia. They back him into the corner. <clears throat> back Garcia into the corner. Brody comes in. Garcia looks like he may have broken his nose. And he so desperately needed to make a tag. He finally makes it to Mark Briscoe. And then, of course, we have chaos everywhere. Mark gets a two count on Jay White. Then we have King and Claudio in the ring. And yes, we have meat slapping meat. Claudio does a vertical suplex on Brody King. Gets a two count after Roosh breaks it up. Then Claudio does the swing on Brody King as Danielson does drop kicks to Brody King's head. <laughs> Lethal hits a figure four on Garcia. And Mark Briscoe hits a froggy bow to break it up. And Garcia gets the pin on Jay Lethal for the win for his team. Yeah, Garcia's about to get a big push in 2024. Yes, and the story with Lethal is he still can't win a match without his crew. Mm-hmm. After this match, evidently, Brody King walked up to Daddy Magic Mike, Mike Menard and punched him. Setting up them versus House of Black? That'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. It'll be an interesting match. Next, we have Miro versus Andrade. Match starts off with Miro beating the shit out of Andrade. Andrade goes through the ropes. Miro catches him. Andrade gets a boot up on Miro. Miro throwing him around like a rag doll. Andrade begins to fight back. He sends Miro over the announce table, and Miro lands on the back of his head. That looked very ugly. Andrade sends Miro into the stairs. Then we get Miro with shots to Andrade, then a suplex off the top rope. Miro has his finisher locked in, and Andrade makes it to the rope for a break. Andrade hits his figure eight, and as he's doing it, CJ turns on Andrade by pulling his hands out from under him. And Andrade ends up tapping out to Miro. I don't know if it's because this was Andrade's potentially last match in AEW for the time being. Well, it's not potential. It was his last match in AEW. Oh. Because in the scrum... TK said that they couldn't come to a contract agreement. But, um, just seemed like nobody really cared about this match. It seemed like the two competitors in there really didn't care like, either. Yeah. I was expecting this match to be a lot better than what it was. And I'm not going to blame Miro for it. Because I feel like on Friday, didn't care less, I feel like Miro cared more than what Andrade did. Like, Andrade just Andrade knew he was like... going out. But, you should always give it your best effort, no matter what. Shouldn't sandbag. Sandbagging's bad. 
Yeah. But ask your girl Contoroso about that. But that's just how I feel about it. I mean, maybe if I went back and rewatched it, I would have a different opinion. But I just didn't really care about the story. Or not that I didn't care about the story, I didn't care about the match itself. I can see that. Alright, moving on. Next, we have our AEW Women's Championship featuring everybody's favorite little Josh C. wrestler, Riho, who is probably only 90 pounds soaking wet, versus Tony Storm. And we get a slam by <clears throat> Tony Storm. Then we see Riho with a knee to Tony Storm. This storm with another slam on Riho and begins to focus on her lower back. Storm locks into Texas Cloverleaf. Luther gets involved with the match and gets tossed out by the ref. Riho begins to fight back. Rio with a dragon suplex only for a two count. Storm goes for her hip attack and misses as Rio gets out of the way. Storm gets the pin and retains her championship. Mm, matches what it was. I didn't really wasn't really into it. Mm. I liked it. Thought it was good. But you already know that Tony Storm is gonna do great and Rio's gonna do great. And I enjoyed the match. I mean I like both of them. But I just I don't know. It just felt like everybody was just out there doing the motions to me. I don't know. Like I said, I think it. a lot of people got turned off by it considering the stuff that happened with Jericho. And not a lot of people really... What's the word I'm looking for? Not cared. But had disdain for the pay-per-view because of it. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So. All I have to say is I do love Tony Storm's gimmick. Yes. And then she called out Wendy Richard. Richard? Richter. Richter. In the media scroll. Which, I'm assuming she was an actor. Back in the day. Oh. He was a wrestler. Oh. Moving on, our next match features Swerve Strickland versus Dustin Rhodes, which is supposed to be Keith Lee. Um, because Keith Lee couldn't get clearance from the doctors, Dustin Rhodes, as his tag partner, chose to step up in his place. I'm going to go through the match real quick, and then I got I want to discuss something with you afterwards. So Swerve gets the jump on Dustin. Swerve sends Dustin into a barricade. We get Prince Nanana pulling out a cinder block. And they put Dustin's ankle on it as Swerve jumps off the apron and hits the cinder block. Uh, Medical comes out. They're trying to get Dustin up the ramp. And then he heads back to the ring, rings the bell. We get Swerve with a boot. He's going in to punish Dustin. Dustin begins to fight back. And, of course, Swerve gets the win. Your thoughts on this match? Um, it is what it is. I this match should have been over in like two minutes. After Swerve attacked him, busted his ankle, just should have fucking kicked him with the kill shot. Then the Swerve stomp and pin him. Or not even that. After they did his ankle. And taking him out, Swerve should have just got on the mic, dropped a, dropped a promo, and that'd have been it. Mm-hmm. So my question that I want to ask you, um, pertains to Keith Lee. Do you think the Keith Lee experiment should be over? 
in AEW? No. Because, I mean, what? You can't do nothing about him getting hurt. I mean, maybe have him go Ring of Honor. Because, I mean, that match he had with Shane Taylor was great. So, maybe you just have him go full Ring of Honor. But it seems like he has a problem with staying healthy. Yeah. I don't know. It also seems like he doesn't want to be there. And at this point, if I'm Tony Khan and you don't want to be here, hit the fucking road. I'll let you out of your contract. Bye. I don't know. I think they need to cut ties with him and, and let him go. Next, we have another eight-man tag match. And we have the team of Jericho, Sting, Sammy Guevara, and Darby Allen versus Takashita, Ricky Starks, Big Bill, and Powerhouse Hops. Okay. So, before we actually get into this match, there was a lot of stuff going around saying that this match should have been canceled, Jericho should have been pulled from this match. Um, what were your thoughts? Um, I, because, yes, there's not evidence of what Jericho reported. That allegation? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you're gonna risk the crowd turning on him. Which happened because you got chance of NDA the chick's name. Which, we don't even know if it's her, actually. Oh, after today, yeah. But, um, yeah, on Saturday, it was... Based on the information on Saturday, if I, if I'd have been Tony Khan... I would have pulled him personally. I might have pulled him and turned this into a three-way match for the AEW tag belt with Sting and Darby as a team, Takesha Hobbs as a team, and Starks and Bill defending their tag belt. Yeah. Might have let Sting and Darby win. Yeah. And hold them up until Revolution and may let Starks and Bill hold the, get them back. I like <laughs> Ricky Starks and Big Bill as a tag. I mean, we need to do more with the tag team titles. I don't know what the issue here is. Why? They're not that, defending them. I The tag division just has been off this year. Considering... I don't know if it's he does if Tony Khan doesn't know what to do with the tag division or what. Because you've got great tag teams in AEW. Mm-hmm. Considering that you had the Bucks go out, Ray Phoenix went out, Top Flight, or not, Dante Martin went out for a little bit. Yeah, but I kind of like them with Action Andretti as a trios and maybe go after the trios title. I do too, but... I think I like them better as a trios than I would as just Top Flight. I mean, you also have the Kingdom. Could have been doing something with them. You have FTR. Big Bill and Ricky starts. House of Black. There's no reason why your tag division should not have a tag team championship match on the pay-per-view. When you have teams like that. Considering the Bucks are gone right now. Don't know. Have they came out and said why? 
Mm -mm. But yes, it's just one of those things where you need to put focus back into the tag team division. But I will say TK has been focusing more on the women's division lately. Yeah, but he he's got to balance this out. And people that listen to this podcast know I'm a big TK Mark. I will admit that. But he's got to figure out how to balance this out. You know what I think made him realize that he could do good stuff with the women's division? Athena. Athena and the Billy Starks match. It's easily the women's match of the year in any company. It was great. Like, I'm a Mercedes fan. Always will be. And I love the match her and Kari had. But Athena and Billy Starks was a better match in my opinion. Yeah. And like even the triple threat Mercedes had at one of the New Japan pay-per-views. I forgot what one it was. It was the one in April. And that was good. I enjoyed that match. So. I don't know. Interesting to see what is going to happen with the women's division. Need the tag team division to come back in 2024. Which, okay, what you could do is either have Collision or Dynamite be like not the the main focus of Collision maybe have that be around the tag belts. Right? And the trio's on Dynamite Rampage. <laughs> Bless you. I bless you again. Thank you. But, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. We'll wait to see. So, let's get into this match. <clears throat> we start off with Sammy Guevara and Takeshita. Guevara with chops to Takeshita. Hobbs begins to take it to Jericho. Um, oh, there's also some I want to talk about <clears throat> that happened before this match. We'll talk at the end. Um, Darby with a nice drop kick on Takeshita. Takeshita hits a blue thunderbomb off the top rope on Darby. That looked fucking awesome. Did it not? Yeah. It was cool. Then we have Hobbs and Big Bill. They pick up Darby. One of them has his hands. One of them has his feet. And they swing him. And then they literally throw him across the ring. And you said they were going to throw him across the ring. And maybe out of the ring. And they just about did. Like, Darby almost cleared the bottom rope. He would have been safe. Mm-hmm. Then finally Ricky Starks gets in and he begins to mock Sting. <laughs> Sting does a stinger splash on Starks. Starks hits body shots to Sting. Then Sammy tags himself in and he begins to take out everybody. We get a nice cutter by Sammy on Starks. I mean, I I'm not a big fan of Sammy Guevara. I do think he's a good wrestler. He probably has one of the best cutters in the business. Yeah. Then Jericho hits the code breaker, but it doesn't phase Big Bill. Hobbs hits a spine buster on Jericho. Darby with a scorpion death drop on Hobbs. Takesha drops Sammy and Darby on their head. Sting with a scorpion death lock on Takesha. Starks with a spear on Sammy to get a two count. I will say Starks has got a nice spear too. Mm-hmm. 
He probably has like maybe the third or fourth best beer in the business. Sammy hits a shooting star on Starks, gets the pin <laughs> and the win for his team. A, yeah. I have a problem with Starks taking the pin as he as he being one half of your tag team champions. And I don't know what they're doing with Sammy giving him the win or letting him pin Starks. Set up a Starks Big Bill Darby Sting feud, maybe? Is there any big, sh like, big dynamites between now and Revolution? I'm not sure. I know Sammy is going to team with Jericho because Jericho has that option of going after the tag belts. It was supposed to be him and Kenny, but with Kenny out, he's asked Sammy to be his partner, so maybe that's what they're doing. Sammy pins Starks, so now Starks is be like, okay, you pin me, then I'm going to beat you and Jericho <clears throat> when we have our official tag match. Mm -hmm. um, Sting got his final moment in New York, which I was really happy because Horseface cunt ref actually rolled out of the ring and didn't try to make it about her bitch ass. And all the other competitors pretty much did the same thing. Um, I mean, this was the match I cared about the least because of things. But, yeah. It is what it is. You knew Sting and Darby team was gonna win. So. It is what it is. So, I don't know if you noticed, but during the entrances, when Darby come out, he looked at the ring and said, fuck you, you piece of shit. And people are speculating that he was talking to Jericho. Huh. I didn't notice that. Huh. Guess we'll have to wait to find out. So our next match, excuse me, is for the TBS title. And it is your TBS champion Julia Hart versus Abaddon. And this match is going to be wrestled under house rules. We get the crowd chanting, this is spooky. Yeah, that it was. Abaddon hits a cutter, and then she does numerous lariats on Julia. Julia with a fist to Abaddon. Julia sends Abaddon into the ring apron. Abaddon begins biting Julia's arm. Which, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of men that would like to take a bite out of Julia Hart's arm. Mm-hmm. Then we see Sky Blue come out from under the ring to take out Abaddon. Abaddon grabs Sky from under the ring. Abaddon begins taking it to Sky Blue. <clears throat> and then Julia Hart comes out, saves Sky. Julia gets the win. However, as she was going for her moonsault press, she did over rotate and miss that bitch. Oh my god. I don't know if it was. Abaddon being too close or Julia putting too much into it. But Julia usually does a good moonsault. Yes, she does. So she's bound to mess it up every once in a while. It just so happened to be that match. But she's also young. She's still learning. And she's already good. And she's just going to get even better. I agree with that. Next, we have Christian Cage versus Adam Copeland in a new no disqualification match for the TNT title. Adam goes after Christian, beating the piss out of him. Adam tells Nigel to shut the hell up. 
The crowd begins to chant TLC. Christian begins to fight back. They fight through the crowd. Copeland jumps off the rail onto Christian and Nick Wayne. Copeland then... Oh, Copeland with hands to Christian. Christian then sends Copeland into the post. Looks like uh, Copeland got busted open around the around his eye. Copeland begins to take kendo shots to Christian. He pulls out a ladder. The crowd begins to chant TLC again. Christian climbs the ladder, and then Copeland climbs the ladder, and they begin to fight. We get a sunset flip power bomb by Christian for a two count. They set up a table, but Chris, uh, can't get Copeland. Christian can't get uh, Copeland over the top rope. Um, Copeland goes for a chair shot, but Nick Wayne breaks it up. Then the table is set up in the corner. Christian goes for a spear. Then Copeland hits the spear to Christian that sends him through the table. As Shane Wayne pulls the ref, then Nick with the title hits Copeland in the head. Then we get the kill switch by Christian for a two count. Then Christian and Nick set the table on fire. And the fire goes out as Copeland relights the, the table and he sends Nick through the table, which was kind of a, a botch there. Um... Copeland uses Christian's own move with the kill switch and pins Christian, and he is your new TNT champion. However, from behind, kill switch, our Luchasaurus, attacks Copeland. He has the contract that he won in the 20-man battle royal. Um, looks like he was going to cash it in, and somehow Christian cons Kill switch into giving him the contract. Christian signs it. Christian hits a spear and wins the title back. Now that was some stupid shit, I thought. Yeah. But again, it depends where they go from here. Because, I mean, this match really didn't need a championship, and I enjoyed this match. One of my favorite matches. I enjoyed the match up until the kill switch. Yes. But I don't think that necessarily takes away from the match itself, if that makes sense. So, I mean, we're getting the Copeland and Christian feud continuing, which has been a damn good feud so far. And they're tied out one apiece. So... Chaos match at Revolution? Maybe. Would you be upset? No. But I have enjoyed this feud. And I've enjoyed what Copeland's done in AEW so far. Can you agree? I can agree with that. Like I said, excuse me. I like this match up until I ain't calling Kill Switch. Luchasaurus come up from behind to attack Copeland. Next, we have Eddie Kingston versus John Moxley. These are your winners from the Continental Classic tournament for each side. <clears throat> um. Hard-hitting match. New title looks great. Had no interest in this match. We all knew Eddie was winning. It was a decent match. But yeah, we all knew Eddie was winning. But it is what it is. I enjoyed the match. And then our final match of the night was Samoa Joe versus MJF for the AEW World Championship. And we get Adam Cole comes out to the ring in MJF's corner. Boom. What I found funny was, though, when Joe entered or was coming in for his entrance, the crowd chanted Joe, but then when he got introduced, the crowd booed him. 
They lock up. Joe tosses MJF. We get a big slam by Joe on MJF. <clears throat> Joe says Long Island sucks. Joe pretty much was in control of this match since the bell rang. He begins to focus his own Max's arm. Max escapes the muscle buster. Joe going through the second rope takes down Max. He gets a two count off a of Valley Driver. <clears throat> Max with the Heat Seeker only gets a two count. Then we get a ref bump, of course. Max hits a low blow on Joe. He has Joe on his shoulder but drops him because he can't and can't cover him. <clears throat> Max had Joe covered, but the ref was knocked out, and by the time the ref come to, Joe kicked out. Max asked uh, Adam Cole for his dynamite diamond ring, and Cole begins to look for the ring. As he does, Joe comes up on Max and puts him into the sleeper. The ref lifts his Max's arm three times, and then the ref calls for the bell, and Samoa Joe wins. And he is your new AEW World Champion. I have no problem with Joe being the champion. Neither do I. Because it's going to be really interesting. And it will be something different. Now people can stop crying about Max having the championship. wasn't upset with Max having the championship. I just I thought the way they booked him as champion was kind of mid. And I'm a Max fan. I can see where it was coming for where it's coming from. I mean, who who was his first feud with? I couldn't even tell you. That's like it wasn't even memorable. Because he won it at full gear in 22. Oh, his first feud was... Who did he fight at Revolution? I don't know. But then we had the Four Pillars match at Double or Nothing. Then we had him and Adam Cole and their little stuff. I want to say started after that. Then went all the way from then to, well, still going on. But, yeah. But Samoa Joe's champion... He might keep it till Revolution. Revolution 2023 was MJF uh, defeated Brian Danielson in a... Oh, it was the 60-man iron, the or 60-minute uh, iron. Yeah, sudden death overtime. Yeah, that was good. But like I said, even if it being good, neither one of us remembered. Well, okay, it was also almost a year ago. Yeah, but if it had been a decent match, we would remember it. Like, we're still, you still remember Wrestle Kingdom from last year? That was a year ago. You still remember the Osprey Omega match? Well, okay, that's just match of the year. But I'm just saying, if the match had been memorable, I wouldn't have had to look it up. I would have just known that off the top of my head. Was my point. But, what else is after that? So, after Joe wins, the Devil Goons show up. <clears throat> and you have two holding MJF, two holding Adam Cole. Uh, one with the chair. Looks like they're going to hit Max. Might hit Adam Cole. Max pleads with him not to hit Adam to hit him. The lights go out. 
lights come back on. We see Adam Cole sitting in the chair and all the goons beside him. And they begin to unmask themselves. And three of, well, pretty much all of them we figured out, which were Wardlow, The Kingdom featuring uh, Matt Haven and Mike Bennett, and Roderick Strong. Then they all begin to attack Max, and Wardlow hits a powerbomb on Max. And then Cole pulls out the devil mask and lays it across Max. And that's how your pay-per-view ended. Um. How do I... Like I said earlier, wasn't the best AEW pay-per-view. But there was stuff I did enjoy from it. So, like, if I had to rate it, it would be like a six. Not clear. Anyways, how do we do in predictions? Um, I don't know. I gotta find it. Hold on. Back to Max. Come here, bud. I was eight for I was eight and three and you were nine and two. Ooh. That was close. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that was close. But that's all I have for AEW World's End pay-per-view. Yeah. So. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss wrestling news. Since we won't be reviewing... Hey, Vader! Since we won't be reviewing Dynamite yet. Yeah, bud. There you go. Um, we'll be doing our end of the year awards sometime. Sometime. We'll get a we'll get a date on that and let you know tomorrow during our wrestling news episode. Mm-hmm. I'm working on putting up pictures from Wrestlecade on our website, so look for that on your social media platforms for the link to the website to check out our, our WrestleCade experience. And, well. And then I think that's about all. We'll be live at Collision Saturday. Saturday. Might do a couple of videos here and there and upload them to the YouTube channel. But, until then, or until, until next tomorrow. time, we will see you guys later. Tomorrow. Bye. Bye.